2: well i hope you're ready to have some fun ladies and gentlemen welcome to the program it's absolutely fantastic on behalf of ramya mudhan i've got to say beautifully welcome to you and glad to be here with you um i'm kelly mcdonald host of the program with my co-host ramya mudhan i'm at the home studio in London, Ontario, behind me on the monitor, we've got a beautiful skyline of Toronto, the CN Tower in view, it's a gray color. I am uh, a big guy (laughs) with a fedora hat on, black jacket and a dress shirt, a blue dress shirt that is, and I welcome you we're going to sit back for the next couple hours and have a lot of fun, but uh, mostly right now, I want to introduce my co-host who's in the Toronto studio, brand new studio and a wonderful set, brand new as well, for uh, our program, Ramya Muven.
1: Hello. Thank you so much, Kels. I'm so looking forward to today and all the weekdays moving forward on Kelly and Ramya. Uh I am, to give you a bit of a self-description of myself, five foot zero. I'm Sri Lankan Canadian. I have medium dark brown skin and... Uh, hair that is like halfway down my back, a little wavy, mostly straight, black hair. And right now my outfit is a purple dress shirt. It's kind of a dressy blouse with a black jacket like you, Kels. Uh, It's a Mm. jean jacket on top and uh, very light makeup on my face. I'm sitting in my nice low back chair that rolls, but I'll try not to roll it throughout the show. And I'm sitting behind, or in front of, I should say, that beautiful set, Kelly, that you were talking about that hopefully we can give people a description of because it is lovely here at uh, our Don Mills headquarters in Toronto for accessible media.
2: Wow. Well, you've got that beautiful U-shaped desk. Some people have seen the promos for the program. We're sitting at that. Some wonderful columns in behind you of different colors. We'll we'll describe that a little later Mm -hmm. on for you, ladies and gentlemen. uh, As to get us started with the program, maybe a little history room. We'll tell them a little bit of where we come from, which is hosts of uh, Kelly and Company over on AMI-audio. We welcome the AMI-audio audience particularly because, guys, we're still over there. We're still available as a podcast. Simply subscribe if you're already subscribed the show podcast name will change to Kelly and Rumya uh, automatically. If you aren't subscribed and you want to check out the show whenever you can, that'd be great. There will be repeats of the program because we're live here every day at 2 p.m. Eastern time until 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, repeats of the program, 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning, bright and early. Uh, we're on your TV and through your, your earpiece or whatever method you listen to us on, your smart speaker, whatever it might be out there and we're darn glad to be here with you. Uh, the show itself, from you how would you, as someone who deals a lot with our contributors, describe what kind of content? I mean, we joke and always say we show up for class, we get to be class clowns, however, we get to learn a lot.
1: We get to learn a lot because every day, and not just every day, but throughout the two hours every day, there is so much content and the content varies from lifestyle to arts to entertainment to disability news and events to featuring localities around Canada and speaking of featuring, our contributors who join us regularly, whether it be weekly, bi-weekly or monthly, come from all walks of life. Uh, they might identify as people with disabilities, they may have low vision, they may identify as being blind and they bring us uh, content to the show that we love because Always the angle of disability, accessibility, inclusion is taken into consideration, whether it be in the topic or the event that's being highlighted. And yes, you and I sit here and we learn all about what's being talked about. And I'm so glad that we get to share that opportunity with everyone listening and watching as well
2: we're in a very privileged position and we've been this way for over six years doing Mm -hmm. this show on AMI-audio where we've got to sit, listen and these guys amaze us all the time with, hey, I'm going to talk about this. Wow, that's cool. Um, And, you know, sometimes revisiting stuff but so much fresh content which makes us really pleased and, of course, keeps us engaged so nobody's twirling their hat or spinning in their (coughs) chair
3: in the main office and its wheels, no,
2: no. And now people can see us so we know better and to do some some of those things, but every day, folks, we've got a parade of folks coming in here, and we look forward to uh, to sharing. And we thank you. We really thank also, and fedoras off to those who have been with us for so many years and still sticking with the it's show. Day one, welcome back. Yes. yes, and that includes contributors too out there. We'll pass on all sorts of information for you today. We have a lot. Let's tell you what's coming up on the program for today here on Kelly and Ramya on our tech talk michael babcock he'll be here to kick us off and he's going to reveal his tech theme of the year we speak with ashley eka disabled writer and director about the state of representation of persons with disabilities in media real important to all of us as well she'll be talking to us about our ami tempopedic Contest, which we'll be announcing a little later on in the program. On Know Your Rights, during Hour 2 of the show with Danielle McLaughlin, our host, we look back at some of the important issues we talked about on Kelly and Company in 2022 and try to figure out which ones will still be important in 2023. That's later on in the program. Thank you for being with us here on Kelly and Ramya. Well, did we forget anything? I think we knocked off most of the subjects that we wanted to cover here as... Um, Part of our opener. Mm -hmm.
1: I think so. I I think that today is going to be a lot of great content, but also maybe a lot of information for people who are tuning in for the first time. So if you are, uh, just keep tuning in regularly. It'll get easier and easier to keep up with us, and we talk very fast, but uh, there's just a ton to get through and so much to take note of because every moment of the show, uh, we are taking in something new.
2: Yeah. We will also try very hard, it's just the right thing to do, to remind you of which guests are here, Uh, you know, today, next month, next week, we'll try to get you set up, but uh, we'll help you along there as you get to learn the program. We'll step aside for just a couple of moments and we'll get things started with Michael Babcock and we'll get into our tech talk as we do weekly on the show with his theme of the year. Stay tuned, folks.
0: Talk to you in two minutes. Don't miss a minute. Kelly and Ramya will be right back. If you have a question or comment for Kelly and Ramya, call the feedback line at one 866 509 4545 and give us permission to use your message on the air. Or email your thoughts to Kelly and Ramya at ami.ca.
2: man there's even a brand new email my good heavens that's nice to have a twitter feed there's so much that's new including us folks if uh, you're new to uh Kelly and Ramya here on AMI-tv, thank you for joining in. And maybe you'll give us some time today, tomorrow, just, just to stick with us. And we promise you a lot of great information and certainly a lot of fun. I'm at my home studio in London, Ontario. Rumya's at head office in Toronto in the brand new studio there. And Rum, can you tell us a little bit about that space before we jump into our interview with Michael?
1: I sure can. So as you were talking about the table, Kels, that I'm sitting behind, uh, it is an oblong white desk, and it's very nice. I like the acoustics of it when I tap using my nails. It's similar in shape to a surfboard, and it's very long. Um, Mm. uh, The backdrop behind me is a curtain of the Toronto skyline, and it's different tones of grey. There are different filters that make it look out of focus, like Act Today in the City. There's also white dots of various... um, sizes scribbled across the skyline there are white and purple light up pillars and these are staggered uh, around me and mostly to the back but around me as well and around the curtain so this is really kind of what we're going for the colors for kelly and Remya are purple and white oh, so in spirit of that i'm wearing my purple shirt as i said um, but there's a lot of purple and white all around me and behind me
2: awesome oh it sounds so beautiful and i know myself when i was in the studios i really love those those pillars i i thought that was a wonderful touch and folks uh, we'll remind you of that through uh, throughout the week for those of you tuning in and wondering i wonder what kind of set they've got them on well there you go ramya in toronto Mm -hmm. at the ami head office kelly mcdonald with ramya mudhan
1: And on Mondays, regularly at this time, after the intro of the show, we'd like to check in with Michael Babcock. He brings us weekly updates on all things tech.
4: App news, device reviews, security advice, and more. It's time to talk tech with me, Michael Babcock. Get your dose of ever-changing technology knowledge right here on Kelly and Romeo.
1: Michael, this is a fantastic way to start off the year with you because you're kind of telling us that you've got a theme going. So first of all, welcome to Kelly and Remia and thanks for being our very first contributor of this show.
4: Thank you. I appreciate it. I was talking to my wife uh, the other day, and I'm like, you know, I think I'm their first video contributor. You so are. Uh, this is exciting, and I, I'm I, I'm really finding more needs to visit Canada so I can come see that amazing <laughs> studio.
1: <laughs> yes, there are lots of great tactile elements on the set as well. So I really loved exploring that way. Um, but you, for regular listeners of AMI Audio and Kelly and Company, formerly, we know the kinds of things that you bring up for tech, but. I I thought maybe before we get into today's topic uh you could kind of give us a snapshot a pitch an elevator pitch of what you bring to us weekly on the show i
4: love your enthusiasm (laughs) and faith in my ability of summarizing what i talk about uh I, my, my arm is resting on the standing desk that I have right now, and under my arm is three different phones. One is the Blind Shell Classic Two, the other one is the iPhone, and the third one is the uh, a, a smart vision device as well. Uh, those mm. should be out of frame, but that that goes into saying what it is that I typically talk about, and that is a range of technology. Mm-hmm. And real, ki- real quick backstory, I reached out to Kelly and Rumya on Kelly & Co a couple of years ago, and I said, hey, hey, why don't you guys talk about Android more? And Kelly's like, you know, that's that's a good point. So he called me, and, and we started talking more uh, it, because I was a regular Android user at that point, and this segment started out as, as accessing Android with Michael. And, and we still I let him switched... come on the show, even as an Android user. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and fair. then I switched
4: over to the iPhone, and that, that made ah, a big difference. Yes. So, yeah. see, see, that's why you keep letting me on. but More often. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I talk everything: Mac, Windows, iPhone, Android, whatever, whatever catches my fancy, typically. Yeah,
1: and what I love that you do is you resource and you cite and you. Uh, point at and grab at information from everywhere, um, like other blind, low vision uh, techies out there who have so much information to share as well. So stay tuned because there's a lot coming your way on Mondays Mm -hmm. with Michael. Now, you have a theme, as we said, for 2023. So share the theme with us. What is it?
4: So this theme came to me with the help of a regular uh, friend of mine and sometimes contributor of the show, Demasi. And both of us are kind of thinking the same way. We want 2023 to be the year of simplicity, uh, doing whatever I can do and the work that I need to do, but figuring out ways to get those jobs faster. A lot of times that comes down to, figure out a problem to solve. What is it that we need to get accomplished, and then figure out the minimum necessary to get that completed in an efficient manner, and then build out some of the automations to make that easier uh, from scratch and then and then grow from there.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's wonderful, Michael. So I'm going to take you back a step though, because you mentioned it. Let's talk a little uh, Apple work here. What tools are you using on the map, a Mac these days?
4: I am so thankful to be back on the Mac. Uh, November is when I came, and I have kind of looked back, but you know, I am happy with everything that I'm doing. Uh, I have a tool, and this what, this tool is what really stems a lot of the automated and consistency for me, and that's Text Expander. Text Expander lets me uh, type a short pure uh, short. A snippet. And then it expands that snippet into the name of a podcast, for example, because I produce a, oh. about four or five different podcasts now. And the, the file naming structure is important because I use another tool on my Mac called Hazel, which is for file management. And what Hazel will do is it will watch a folder or it'll watch a, a place on your Mac. And when it sees a file that has a specific name in it or starts with something or has words or tagged uh, based on the condition that we put in hazel it can move that file for me so uh, to expand this a little bit it moves a file that is called blind shell to a folder called blind shell in my dropbox so i download it, it hits my downloads folder hazel moves that over to dropbox and then that triggers with another tool a keyboard maestro macro And what Keyboard Maestro does in this instance is it sends an email to the Blind Shell USA team and it says, hey, by the way, there's a new podcast in our Dropbox folder. Go ahead and give it a review if you would. Of course, it's a little more wordy and, and nice than that, but <laughs> the email then sends automatically. So the last thing I have to do is download the file and the best way. And, and then Hazel moves it to the proper folder and then Keyboard Maestro will send an email to the client and say, Hey, there's that file here this all starts with a reaper template though i use reaper for my audio editor and i have a template called blind shell and it is where i bring the audio in then i render the file and then i uh send that file to alphonic and then alphonic uh normalizes the audio and then i download it and then that triggers hazel and then that sends it over to the right folder and then keyboard maestro happens. And I don't have to remember any of it. I just have to do what I'm already doing. So nothing falls through the cracks.
1: Mm, right. Nice. Yeah. And and you've you pointed out throughout this example, um, the kinds of things that really come out to being automation, right? But is there anything else specific you wanna say on setting up an o- automation, one of the ones that you set up?
4: Yeah, so so just a uh, recap, cause i started this where i would render my file to uh, one folder then i would upload it to Alphonic, then i would download it and then it would uh move it for me and then send that keyboard maestro micro which is mm-hmm. au- macro which is awesome but then once i got comfortable with that i said well how can i take Another step out of that and automate that process. So now in Reaper, I render my project to a Google Drive folder, which is connected to Alphonic. So hey, I don't have to go and upload the audio because it's already in Alphonic, and Alphonic is watching that folder again, going back to the beginning of the file name and doing actions, which is uh, running the the process on it and then putting the file back in Alphonic. And now Hazel's watching the Alphonic folder, so then uh, that moves it over to Dropbox and then keyboard maestro happens. But I wouldn't have been able to get that put together. I don't think to where the last thing I have to do with a project is render it from Reaper, uh, unless I would have broken it down like I did in the beginning and and started by watching my my download. So set up an automation now to to help complete a task, and then work backwards and build on that automation to automate more of the tasks that you need to do. Wow, fantastic. Is there anything you want to add to the above automations that you've discussed? Oh, I would love some automated time (laughs) tracking uh, Um, because that would help me with with realizing what it is that I need to spend more time automating. Also, task creations in my project management app. Uh, Longtime listeners know that I use an app called Todoist, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. This is where I keep all my tasks of things that I need to get done and every once in a while I'll look in there to see what I need to be doing. But if I could automate some of that, then that would definitely be helpful. And then getting some automated uh, text transcripts. i want to start working on automating that. There are some tools out there. And lastly, uh, follow-up marketing. I can produce content all day long, but marketing that content is a whole mm, nother beast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: maybe that's what's going to lead into this next part because all of uh, at the end of last year, this huge um, popularity for chat GBT was rising and it was just and still is something huge. So let's talk about what that is and how you're using the tool.
4: Yeah. So chat GPT is a chat bot and it's a, a very smart chat bot, uh, that you can go to and you can send it. Sometimes I, I ramble my thoughts. And so you can send it a rambly thought of an email that you want to send. And I say, Hey, can you rewrite this into a professional tone? And then I drop it kind of like my cliff notes, my, my outline of what I want to do, maybe the name of the person. And I can just give it all this random data, drop it in there. And then it will come up with a professional sounding email. Oh. And honestly, there's a lot of stuff that I I avoid simply because I don't have the... Patience to sit down and actually write a professional sounding email that that like, you know, thanks them for reading my email and hopes that people are doing good because I just want to get what I want done uh, properly and chat GPT is like, no, you should probably word it this way and and gives me a way that I can word it nicely. Then I just copy and paste it out. Uh, It also helps me with creating task lists. Uh, And it it was one of the pivotal things that helped me get this keyboard maestro macro working because I told it what I wanted to accomplish and it told me what I needed to do. I needed to learn a couple of things about keyboard maestro, but it told me what to do to make that happen. Wow, I love that. And. You know, I'm a person who, I've always had that bad
2: spelling bug. And when you think of yeah. being able to, and I talk and think in rambles, so I tend to think, <laughs> what an invention and what a way of, of selecting, right? I, I mean, uh, Michael, I'm sure as you've played with it, you've found those ways to make it even better. Because we'll sit here and criticize dictation and so on mm-hmm. and say, oh, that took that down well, as it looked for the most commonly used words. But I, I would imagine that part of this is learning the way Kelly says something, if especially when you're rambling and speaking fast.
4: Yeah, and a thing about ChatGPT that I think might frustrate people, especially now is, it will do what you tell it to do. Mm. And sometimes you don't realize what you're saying or, or how you've worded something until it gives you the results and you stop and you're like,
1: huh, what? Yeah. I see how you got that. <laughs> There's definitely a trial and error phase, right? Like I've seen a lot of um entrepreneurs talking about their experience with this and saying mm-hmm. I've had to kind of plug in information differently until we were talking the same language um, and yes. that's really interesting I haven't tried it out myself but it's really interesting to think about you yeah, should try it I would uh, imagine well
4: maybe you that.
2: shouldn't it is a time suck <laughs> Yeah. well wow, and I'd imagine that's learning the way you talk the things you say especially if they're kind of mainly prioritary to yourself and things that you're doing mm-hmm. uh, as an entrepreneur cool
4: yeah, it's, it's cool where technology is going. And then the same company, OpenAI, that makes uh, uh, ChatGPT has uh, released a auto transcript service called Whisper AI. And mm-hmm. what that does is it does a, a automatic transcript and Alphonic is connected with it. And I've been using Amazon uh, transcriptions to get a general transcript of, of different podcast content. It's okay. I would say it's 75, 80%. Whisper is probably in the 90% yeah. of accuracy, which is amazing. Cool for transcripts
1: and i'm sure you'll keep us posted on this and much more michael we're gonna wrap here thank you so much we'll chat with you next week
4: all right you guys have a great rest of your first show and congratulations
1: michael babcock our tech contributor joining us on mondays
2: brock richardson who does the same join us on mondays next with sports
0: something new kelly and rumia return with more in a moment For all the links and information shared on today's show, visit ami.ca slash Kellyco for the full Kelly and Rumya blog. You'll find topics from our community reporters, contributors, and links to the Kelly and Rumya podcast. That's AMI.ca slash Kellyco.
2: Well, folks, you know the leadoff here is we've got a prize to give away. Well, we've got an opportunity for you to qualify. We'll be talking about that before the end of the first hour of the program. Of course, uh, as we work our way through this special day here on Kelly and Rumya, also want to note, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty in place. We're all set to go, but you may find a few bugs once in a while. Last week during rehearsals, you almost hated to say something, Rumya. Oh, I can hear this. I can... because people would be, what? (laughs) <laughs> Let's track that down. And you felt like you were almost, oh, my gosh, I'm putting these folks on, on, on some kind of Easter egg hunt, looking for something, Yeah. and who knows if they'd find it.
1: <laughs> and those are just the stuff we've been practicing. How about all the other stuff we're going to add, just because now we're diva hosts, right? Oh, for I want this, you. I want that, you know? So.
2: I can't hear this. <laughs> what's going on now? Exactly. Wow, gee. Uh, speaking of what's going on now, we love talking sports, both of us. One of us loves talking sports on the program with the wonderful host of The Neutral Zone that's available on AMI-audio on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. in the morning. Also, you can find them available uh, via podcast, including a video podcast. And you can catch this guy in the mornings on Now with Dave Brown, speaking sports over there. Let's welcome in Brock Richardson.
3: I'm Brock Richardson, and I love sports. As a former pro athlete, I bring you the sports angle beyond the headlines, plus Parasport news and analysis. This
2: guy uh, produces and hosts the Neutral Zone, I will add. Brock, welcome back to day one here.
3: Yes, nice to be with you guys. And I guess Romy is turning over a new leaf, starting Kelly and Romeo that she likes sports too.
1: Yeah, no, oh. I I second it. We both like
3: sports. Look, look, at, look at this. Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not yeah. going to talk any more specifics about what kind of sports we both like, though.
3: So. Now, remember, changes a change foot. yeah,
2: exactly, Brock. Well, we hope, yeah. but remember, you are on TV. People can see your nose growing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brock, yeah. what's our lead-off item today as we like to do with you and we begin the segment? What kind of news you've got out there from the world of sports?
3: Uh, So we're going to start on something that is a bit of a somber note, and that is that White Sox pitcher and former Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Liam Hendricks was recently diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and he will begin his cancer treatment in the next few days. So a little bit of uh, sad news and also connection to the Toronto Blue Jays to Mm. start you guys off, and we wish him nothing but recovery as uh, we, we can only hope. Uh, what a within... wonderful
2: guy. Uh,
3: I had the experience of sitting with him at spring training
2: one year uh, when I was doing coverage for the Blue Jays for AMI. And just while he was with the team, what a bundle of energy. So happy to be a part of the team, uh, come up from Australia and, and be here. And he's had such a successful career since. And, uh, you know, a very deserving person. Of course, we wish him luck
3: absolutely my 2nd leadoff item uh, is talking about the uh, world junior hockey championships which saw team canada uh win back-to-back uh gold medals in uh, b- basically five months as they had the uh, <laughs> summer world juniors and then they had the regular winter world juniors if you will and you saw them uh win for the second time in that five-month span first team to obviously win in that five-month span because the summer world juniors had never been done before and it's the last time since a team went back to back since 2009 and i bet you can guess it the last team to do it was team canada so Mm -hmm. congratulations to team canada by the way connor bedard is ridiculously good and whoever gets him in the nhl draft will be blessed and happy with his generational talent so lots of good things happening
1: so, Brocky, there's a rule in international hockey that you kind of want to see translated into the National Hockey League. Uh, can you talk about this? What is? What are you talking about?
3: Yeah, so um, basically in the National Hockey League, when you get called a penalty, it's called the penalty as the referee distinguishes it as, and then that's it. It's done. In international hockey, what happens is if the referee deems it as a major penalty, so for something like hitting from behind, for for anything egregious, checking, checking to the head, that sort of thing, um, that can then be deemed as a five-minute major. Now, the difference with this is the referee can review this and look and say, maybe I want to take a look at this and see if it can go down to a two-minute minor. And to me, this is a great rule because sometimes referees do get it wrong based on the speed of the game. Um, you, well, speaking of speed, do you feel this speeds it up?
2: And is there other sports, such as the NBA, they upgrade to a flagrant if if necessary? Do you see this as something that if NHL and other leagues wanted to take a look at this and adopt it as something that speeds up the activity and is the way to go? Go with the harsher and back it off? Or do, in some sports, does it actually matter?
3: I, I actually think that, The name of sports in general is to get it right. So if we're going to do this on it, be able to do this, we do have to get it right. And so if the referee kind of has a question of eh, should this have been five, should this have been two, why not put it as a five minute major and then go and look to determine whether it remains a five-minute major or whether it can go down to a two-minute major. I want to be very clear. This does not work the other way. So if the referee calls a two-minute minor, it cannot be deemed as a five-minute major. It can only be reviewed if it starts as a five-minute major and can be regressed down to a two-minute major.
1: Mm. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm always curious about the history behind some of these rules and why they got to where they are now and whether it requires changes
3: yeah i I mean i mean everything you know we have to take a look at rules and the way that rules are and how they how they evolve and i mean i know for me being a a two-time paralympian in the sport of bocce every four years they took a look at the whole Mm -hmm. rule book and they said this works well this doesn't work well how can we fix this moving forward that's a clean
1: approach That honestly is the same way we do with our governments and everything else, right? We should be able to look at uh, periodically and make it mandatory to look at these rules and say, can we change these?
3: Sure. Absolutely.
2: And your competition committees do that. You know, you should, whether you like what they land on as a result or not. Uh, Brock, last week, of course, um, something that most of us know a little bit about. We'd love it if you bring us an update. There was a scary incident in last Monday's uh, football game between Cincinnati and Buffalo. What's going on there? Uh, where are we at now uh, as as things have progressed one week later?
3: Yeah, so let me uh, bring you up to speed first of all. Uh, Damar Hamlin, Buffalo Bills Safety, uh, made what was looked to be as a "Quote unquote normal football play," um, and then this was against T. Higgins of the Cincinnati Bengals. From there, he uh, got up rather quickly and then subsequently collapsed, which led to about a uh, about a twenty minute sort of uh, medical emergency that was uh, from top to tail, from when he was in on the ground to in the ambulance on the way. The NFL subsequently uh, canceled the uh, remainder of the football game and he made him, made himself on his way to the hospital in Cincinnati. What we've learned now is that he had a cardiac arrest incident and had to be revived on the field, which he was successfully done. So um, we do know that this incident happened where it, he did make contact and it just so happened he made the, um, let's call it the, right contact if you if you want to put it that way the the just perfect storm contact in the sense of this caused this incident we we now learn that he uh, has woken up they put him in a medically induced coma and uh he he woke up he was initially writing on uh, paper and the first question he asked was quote did we win the football game the doctors <laughs> responded and said Yes, my friend, you won the game of life, as a matter of fact. Uh, this is this is big news that you won the game of life. He has come off of the ventilator and is progressively breathing uh, better and better on his own. He is obviously placed on injured, uh, reserved, and will remain there for the remainder of the season. Given the nature of this incident, I think that is no surprise. The thing that I want to mention here as well is the fact that over uh one night of of uh, this incident his charity got over three million dollars of donation which is uh toys to uh uh, misfortune children and uh kids who uh need the help and so it's good to see that humanity uh prevailed and people donated to a great cause
2: yeah i think people get feeling i want to do something i want to help and of course There's not much we can do to physically help him, so go to his cause, his beliefs, the things that he supports, Mm -hmm. and and do your good there. And there was a lot of that. Cincinnati turned out even at the hospital for him. I know yesterday he was tweeting Brock as well to go along with the game and his his teammates, but I think one of the things that people saw was how scary of of a situation it was. But I have to say, and, and learning some of the things that I've learned over the past week, I think we don't realize how much the NFL, who takes a lot of heat for different things, has that 30 people there waiting in case something happens at every game that meets for an hour to have these conversations about what everyone is, who everyone is, so that when something happens, no time is wasted. Uh, Are you doing that or am I doing that? And who's the person supposed to do this? Oh, hi, nice to meet you. Could you? None of that happens. Everybody knows their role and they are crediting that with saving this guy's life and putting him on what they are claiming should be a full recovery so wonderful yeah
1: Wow, that That's an amazing thing that you pointed out, Kels, because it's true in in these kind of incidences, we're always wondering how are they going to handle it? And also the response, right? Um, it's amazing that people are reaching out in this way, which I think is the right way uh, with this charity and such, because sometimes we reach out and we sincerely want to and we sincerely feel for and want to support, but it's not always done with the great uh, responsing. But yeah. uh, Brocky, football has always been one of the, top sports uh when it comes to conversations around contact head trauma concussions body trauma in general so does this incident change your view on the nfl
3: this is something that will always be in question with all major sports but particularly with the nfl we we are almost too numb to the fact that oh so and so suffered a concussion and they got carted off the field and you know they'll recover and so be it. This was an incident where nobody knew what to do and how to how to sort of manage it in their own mind. Everyone was very worried that Mr. Damar was going to die on the football field. So yes, I do think we look at this and we say maybe we need to to look and say how do we do this deal with this better with equipment, etc. Will it change football in general? No, I don't think so. It's a it's a billion dollar business and the fact is is that It's been around for a long time. And unfortunately, head trauma and cardiac trauma, this isn't new. And so to me, it kind of raises the eyebrows and how can we prevent this? But with such a high level contact situation, it's hard to change. So for me personally, it doesn't change it, but it definitely keeps my eyes wide open. Now, if I had a kid and they wanted to play football, maybe that changes it. But as an observer, it just kind of keeps me alert to as to how dangerous uh, professional sports can be. Brock, very quickly, what's
2: coming up on the neutral zone this week?
3: Uh, We're going to be talking to uh, um, Mario DeLille, who is the high performance director of Bocce Canada. Uh, We had a wonderful interview with him while at national championships. We had to redo it uh, because of some technical challenges. So we're going to be doing that uh, today, which will be released tomorrow.
2: Awesome, Brock. Thank you very much. Wonderful to hear from you, sir. Brock Richardson hits us with the latest sports updates on our program here on uh, Mondays. Plus, check the gang out, The Neutral Zone, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio, available as a podcast as well as a video podcast from YouTube. Well, we're going to step aside again for a short break, ladies and gentlemen, and it's that time. We've got some really interesting conversation ahead, and we'll talk a little bit about a giveaway we've got going on as we speak with Ashley Egan, disabled writer and director, who will talk to us about the state of persons with disabilities, how we're reflected in the media, all ahead on the program.
0: here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Missed part of the show? Subscribe to the Kelly and Ramya podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or your go-to podcast player. Download your favorite interviews or listen to the full episode complete with bonus content. And be sure to leave us a rating and review.
2: Welcome back to the program. This is Kelly and Ramya, weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on AMI-audio and on AMI-tv, available as a podcast as well. Uh, So we're just settling back in here, ladies and gentlemen, as we uh, get ready for another edition of of, uh, our program, which is, we're happy to have it back. We were away for a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, while we were getting things ready for this process. And we appreciate you coming back and saying, hey, what's going on? Let's see what things are going to be like. And uh, we've got our show all set for you, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we're kicking off uh, our almost getting into our second hour of the program. We want to welcome in Ashley Eakin to join us to talk a little bit about the state of representation of persons with disabilities. Uh, And, of course, uh, Ashley is a, a director, writer. Ashley, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with us. I'm just, we're just getting Ashley up. Ashley, can you hear me? It's Kelly here.
5: Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me okay?
2: Can hear you wonderful. Thank you for being with us today. We're going to get to some exciting news, but let's talk a little bit about, first of all, let's learn a little bit about yourself and your work in media.
5: Yeah, so I was born with a physical disability, and, you know, I've always loved film and TV, but never really saw a career for myself because there weren't very many disabled people as filmmakers and and directors and writers in the industry. So I went into journalism and it wasn't until four years later when a speaker came into one of my classrooms at university and he had a disability, and he was a film distributor. And it was the first time I thought maybe I could actually have a career in this path. Oh, wow. So that was way back in 2009. And uh started working my way up ever since then, from you know intern to PA assistant. I ended up working for a director, John Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians. I got to go to Singapore and Malaysia with them filming and... You know, five years ago, I, I jumped ship from assisting, which was a long, uh, you know, time doing that and started directing my own content and writing. So I've directed three episodes of TV. Um, I have written a feature for Netflix that we are hoping we shoot this year. Um, so, you know, an all with disabled leads, which is really exciting.
2: That is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Uh, We welcome Ramya back with us. There she is. I I just want to, as a side question before we move on, and I'm going to ask you to kind of pick your favorite. Directing, what what aspect of, is it writing? Is it watching the work come to fruition under someone else's hand or doing both yourself or, or directing? What is your favorite?
5: I think my favorite is directing because you always get surprised and yeah. things turn out better than you expected. And those are the best moments on set when an actor gives a performance that blows you away and you capture that magic and you're there for it. And and it's just the most exciting feeling. So mm-hmm. I think directing is my favorite. Writing is tough. Almost every writer will say it is it can be a lonely job and it can, mm. you know, you're you're in your head a lot. You're having conversations with characters in your head. So I think directing, kind of seeing it come to life and casting actors is is really exciting. Ashley, yeah.
1: anything that you mentioned about upcoming projects that you can speak a little more on?
5: Um I don't think so. I, I can't okay. right now. I'm like, I actually don't know if I can. I mean, the Netflix <laughs> one is the thriller yeah. and I, uh, co-wrote it with my husband who's Canadian. So, uh, that has been really fun collaborating as husband and wife. And, you know, it's about viral fame and the internet yeah. and the dangers of it. So it's, it's, a uh, it'll be a good one. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, you talked about that moment when you met uh, another
1: person in the industry with a disability and how that kind of spun into this incredible opportunity for you to, to grow, to feel yourself in the positions that you've put yourself in. And I think that that's really important as the example of representation in media, right? Because mm-hmm. we all have moments like that, whether we remember them consciously or not, moments where as people who identify uh, as someone with a disability, we say, Oh, my God. And there's that person like me on TV, on radio, Mm -hmm. on on stage, whatever it is. So let's talk about that for a second, that representation of disability in media, because it's still a challenge, right? It's still not Mm -hmm. where we want it to be on any level, really.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's getting better. And, you know, I think the state of disability representation has drastically changed even within the past 4 years and um you know working on projects where there are disabled leads has been really powerful for me you know i grew up with a lot of shame i was born with my disability and i didn't see any stories that were you know featuring people with different bodies or you know just just different people in general and so seeing this content come out has been profound and and really helps you feel like you belong in the world Mm -hmm. so i think it's um you know it's the most important thing disability representation and it's kind of the answer to that shame and feeling isolated and and like you belong in in the world you know we exist out here we just need to be seen in in the content
2: yeah Yeah. and we know, Ashley. There's so many people that want to do work like yourself. Take their writing, take the directing. It's not just about oh wow, they're they're on screen.
1: I think we're gonna uh, pick it up with Kelly in a second, they're but a, an episode well, of well, there that he TV is. series. Um, All right, Kels, we're going to get you back in a second, just uh, experiencing some glitches. But Ashley, yeah, there's been a lot of progress, as you said, as well. So can you talk a little bit more to that, maybe in your own experience or just what you've been noticing uh, with progress of representation?
5: Yeah, I mean, something really exciting is that everyone... You know, the executives, studios, they really care about authenticity. So they're opening the door for new creators. You know, I have never directed a feature yet, but I have had opportunities to sign on to features because they want someone with a disability to come in with an authentic voice. So the content doesn't end up being inspirational and and kind of, you know, pity. And and it comes from a place of autonomy and, and. um. You know, that's really exciting that places are opening the door so authenticity can be there. You know, and there's tons of shows out now where friends who that have have disabilities have either their own shows, like Ryan O'Connell. He has a series on Netflix called Special. Um, you know, there's the L word, my friend Jillian Mercado. She's a wheelchair user, she's in the ensemble of that cast. Um, the new Hunger Games, they have you know, they cast two new characters with disabilities and and one of them, I actually worked with him two years ago and kind of gave him his first shot. There's a short on Netflix called Forgive Us Our Trespasses, which um, that, you know, stars a lead with a limb difference. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, really, really great to see them go and be in big box office movies like the new Hunger Games. So I'm excited yeah, for that. Yeah.
2: Well, and actually, I always really like to think about people like yourself who are writing, directing, people who want to be behind cameras or or working different uh, areas of media because that's their interest. You don't don't want to necessarily always think that, oh, everybody wants to be on a a TV show or in a film. So can I ask you what you think needs to be done overall? Because the representation back there is just as important as on camera or anything else.
5: Right. I think it's about you know, greenlighting people's projects so we can see the success of them. You know, I I worked on Crazy Rich Asians, as I mentioned, and there was a lot of doubt about the success of that film because it was an all Asian cast, you know, mm-hmm. big studio movie. It was the first of its kind in about 20 years. And, you know, a lot of people were hesitant, but it, it was studios taking risks and, you know, greenlighting it, putting money behind it. I feel like money is the answer a lot of times in Hollywood. Um, And it was a huge success. And a ton of other content with Asian leads got to move forward because that movie did well. And I believe the same thing can happen with disability representation. And, you know, even the Oscar win of CODA last year has been huge. Mm -hmm. Everyone, you know, is going, we want our own CODA. We want our film that speaks to this community that has been kind of left out. So... Um, yeah, I think that's that's the answer. Green lighting projects and giving money. <laughs> Absolutely. And continue having these conversations, which
1: we can have for hours with you, Ashley, but we want to announce this amazing contest and uh, partnership that we have going on at AMI right now to celebrate our launch and to celebrate this amazing product and you because our friends at tempur you have a great relationship with them. So tell us mm-hmm. more about them uh, and about why you love it so much.
5: Yeah, I mean tempur Pedic has really been an amazing partner. You know, in twenty twenty, my husband and I, we were really wanting to figure out how we can push more representation. And we ended up pitching them an idea about disability and and focusing on, you know, a temper for everybody because these mattresses form two unique bodies. And so they decided to you know, partner with us. And since then they have done a lot of disability representation, which is really exciting that we kind of ignited this thing. And then they went off and started, you know, featuring other disabled creators and and collaborating with different people in the Paralympic hockey team. And, you know, so Tempur-Pedic is definitely an ally to our community and they also have really great mattresses. So.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is a big deal, right? Oh, for sure. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Ashley,
2: you want to tell us a little bit about this particular contest
5: Yeah, you know so um, temper pedic is I, I, I don't know the specific details so maybe I can give you someone that. can step in yeah, we'll yeah I can give you that because and maybe you
1: could talk a little bit more about why you love the mattresses but this is the mm-hmm. big deal okay so it's the dream big contest and it runs until February 8th so we've got pretty much a month for you to get involved and enter because you can enter now for your chance to win a temper Pro Adapt mattress, okay? And these mattresses, as Ashley, you've been kind of teasing at, um, they're designed with one-of-a-kind Tempur material to precisely adapt to your weight, your shape, and your temperature, and this is unmatched temperature, or support. <laughs> and comfort and for your uh, rules for all the rules and for your chance to win and get all the details on how you can enter you can visit ami.ca slash kr contest kr for kelly and rumia contest and if you want to uh, research and google them yourself for tempurpedic that's t-e-m-p-u-r-p-e-d-i-c so you want to tell us a little bit more about um your love for the mattresses ashley
5: yeah i mean I had the Lux Breeze uh, mattress and, you know, it cools like the temperature is amazing because I tend to sleep really hot, but I like to be covered in blankets. And I think the best thing about it is the mattress beneath kind of adapts to your temperature and keeps you cool. Mm. But you don't have to sleep without the blankets on you. So, you know, that's something that I really love about it. And, you know, that adapting to your body and you kind of just feel like you're sleeping on a cloud as you lay down into it. You know, your your body isn't sore when you wake up. Um, It's great. It's yeah. a really wow. great
2: mattress. Yeah, that, that is beautiful. And we really want to thank, obviously, Tempur-Pedic for offering this up uh, to our listeners and viewers. Um, but just all that work, that involvement in the disability community, the, this kind of offer is tremendous. And having them you know, say, hey, guys, we, we'd like to be a part of this in a process, uh, really tremendous. And, and of course, Ashley, we love you coming on the show to talk, especially about something so important to a couple of people hosting a show daily the media and getting yes. more people with disabilities involved in any capacity and helping fulfill those dreams and realizing from someone saying hey yeah I'm up here doing this yeah me too mm-hmm. I, I think that was tremendous of you to share that
5: thank yeah. you yeah it's, it's it's an exciting time it's slowly but surely but it's it's a really exciting time
1: It definitely is, and we love sleep. We talk about sleep more often than we probably should (laughs) on this show, so it's just so perfect that um, this is the giveaway for the launch of Kelly and Remya. Ashley, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you so much for coming on and and talking about this importance, as Kelly said, uh, the topic, and we hope to get you back on soon. Thank you so much. All the best. Ashley Eakin is a disabled writer and director and we were talking to her about the state of representation of persons with disabilities in media, uh, a topic near and dear to our hearts. And remember, our tempur concert is on until February 8th and you can visit AMI.ca slash KR contest for the details and to sign up.
2: Good luck, ladies and gentlemen out there and thank you. Uh, Coming up next... We have our monthly Guide Dog Report with Devin Wilkins. Plus, on Know Your Rice with Danielle McLaughlin today, we look back at some of the important issues we talked about here on the show in uh, 2022 and try to figure out which ones will still be important in 2023. Up next, though, we get our community BC uh, community report. Uh, Carol Yapel joins us to talk about a new exhibition at the Vancouver Art Gallery.
0: Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Hello, I'm Sean Priest.
4: Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.